three, two, one. Happy New Year, Dunder Brown. Oh my goodness, it is 2022. Honestly, New Year's, it hits different as an adult. As a kid, I remember the biggest thing that was so exciting was like the New Year hit, you come back from the holidays, you get that binder paper in front of you, that first binder paper in school, and you're about to write in the date in the upper right-hand corner, the one that has like a little bit of an existential crisis because it has a pink line and a blue line. You're like, what is it? And there you write the wrong date because you're still stuck in the last year. And you're like, oh, silly me, it's not 2008, it's 2009. And that was my biggest problem back then. Those were the fucking days because now when it's the new year, there is that moment of excitement of like, yes, new beginnings, but then I can't help but feel, oh, right. So we're four months away from income and property taxes. That's cool. Life changes when you grow up. Speaking of growing up, this girl got married. In other words, I grew up a fuck ton in the last month. No, nothing has changed actually. In fact, I'm more vulnerable than ever, but I will share more about that later. Um, weddings are crazy, guys. Like, I really thought growing up that, like, almost like weddings were like this pop up shop. Like, suddenly you just walk into your wedding and you do the milestone and you come home and you live in this, like, little fairy tale Disney world, but. It is not, honestly, like nothing like that. Minus, of course, the day is magical and beautiful, but there's so much work that goes into it. At some point, I was like, wow, at what cost? But now we're like committed. So Anton and I, while we're so happy about the commitment and everything, gosh, like we're so happy to like live our life normally. Seriously, those deposit checks and this whole industry of weddings, it is so... It is its own thing. Like, I really wish, sometimes I like really wish there was this class that we would have to take in college or high school where it teaches you about all the things in adulthood that no one tells you, like taxes and talking about balancing sheets and planning for work-life balance. And weddings would be one of them too, because I'm like, damn, like I had no idea there's this whole business world just around weddings and sometimes feels made up, but... You gotta go with it. I will say though, complaints aside, it was totally worth it. It it was like a dream for us to get married in this venue. It was called the Dos Pueblos Orchid Farm. Um, The history of it is that this rich billionaire bought like a shit ton of acres in Santa Barbara overlooking the ocean and started to grow these really well-groomed orchids. And then they started to have like conventions there, like orchid conventions. And so they have all these really cool, lavish greenhouses that they rent out. So it felt like very unique. We, our ceremony was across, you know, like on top of the ocean cliff. My man's vows had me sobbing. The bro doesn't, he doesn't express a lot. There's a lot of Russianness in him in, in that way. But when he says stuff, it is romantic as shit. Um, and my bridesmaids impressed me. Guys, like women run shit. Like I feel like the girls of my, my bridal party could seriously run a Fortune 10 company. Yes, not just a company, but a Fortune 10 company. They are that good. Weddings are also funny because they bring a side of people out that you realize sometimes, like either way it could go. This is why I love you or 
hmm, I've always wondered about you. And this solidifies it. We had some drunken arguments um, that ended in tears. We had apologies that were given out, you know, that are five, ten years in the making. And suddenly this moment of I've been reflecting. We also had, and please pay heed to the number, we had three individuals separately running around asking about threesomes to people who would hear them out. And honestly, I just wish they had met each other at some point because that would have been a perfect situation. I don't know what about our wedding said, yes, have a threesome here, but hey, whatever. Maybe we give out those vibes and we don't even realize. But if that's what makes you happy, don't get me wrong, live your life. I'm sure it's a blast. Right now, I'm honestly more occupied with the fact that I've been trying to find my sex drive since the pandemic with one partner, so I feel fully disqualified to even comment on threesomes. (laughs) The best part about my wedding, though, for me personally, was watching how far my family has come. It's really a moment. I realize weddings really are that time that you get to reflect and... Honestly, our family has come such a long way. My parents, my sister, we've all been growing up. We've had this kind of strange way of familying for the last, whatever, 13 years or 12 years like or so where, you know, my parents, as I've mentioned, moved right as I was starting college. Um, they moved back to Hyderabad in India. And so it's been creating a lot of like long distance dynamics, especially with my sister and I, like we spent six years apart until she came to college here. But even then, you know, there are these experiences we had that were so different despite having the same family. So it's really rewarding when you like come down this path. And, you know, honestly, like it was wild to me to think like when I was 25, I was fighting with my parents about like, I need to reclaim my life because they wanted to introduce me and like the layers of specificity. They wanted to personally pick out a guy for me that is Telugu and that they would arrange marriage like via a marriage bureau website that they found. And now I was being walked down the aisle with my dad on my right side and my mom on my left side, just in a very different place. That was only six years ago that I had that fight with my parents at 31 now. It is so fulfilling to see the story arc of your family if we're all willing to grow. And I just have never felt more secure in my life. It made me really grateful for the fact that however hard it is when we were grow up, you know, with the tensions of growing up in America, being South Asian and having perhaps different ideas of the future from our parents, we can push back. And there are times that it won't work out and they'll be really uncomfortable. Um, But there are times that it'll still be uncomfortable, but work out where you start to respect each other's desires and wants for their life and can still come together and celebrate it. And that's why for me, this wedding was so, gosh, like emotional when I think about my family and like what this meant for us to come to this stage. I will say, though, on that note, now that the wedding is over, I feel very kind of lost I don't know like where does your life go from here kids of course like other is the first thing that comes to mind but like is that it is that the next step um it's a pressure that hangs over you once you've gotten married and enter your 30s of course especially for women um and I firmly believe there is no timeline other than the one that's best for you so it's a woman's choice and if your partner is supportive too that is the way 
to go. I feel pretty grateful that Anton has been 100% with my timeline, but like society, dude, I feel this sadness that the way that people celebrated us at the wedding, celebrated me at the wedding, no one's ever going to celebrate me again with that same gusto if I'm not getting married. So like, did I have to get married to feel that celebrated? I want to do big things with my life, you know, personally have ambitions, like just like many other of you listening, but suddenly I feel rushed. And you know, a girl goes straight to her therapist when she's going through something. So I went straight to my therapist and we were talking about this and my therapist reminded me, let's call her Gabriella. Um, I'm feeling that name. Um, But she mentioned how, you know, hey, in your 20s, you complained about how your you felt like your life was controlled by your dad. And it's true because ages 18 through 22, I lived by this Excel document that my dad created with my mom and they kind of oversaw like my path to help me basically like help the like they said the runway for me into adulthood so I could take off and lift off safely. They helped me a little bit when there was turbulence and basically wanted me to become independent. So I can't even be mad at them. But, you know, we know the Brown family vibe. It can be involved in a way when they're trying to help you, you know, set up for success. We tend to be a little bit more involved in each other's lives than maybe the average American Joe. Um, And it can be a lot when you're in it, but it can also be a lot. I want to talk about that. It's like, it's also a lot when you're out of it. When you leave, sometimes it feels paralyzing because you're like, well, can someone still tell me what to do? Like, what is the right thing to do? What is the right direction? I forget my dad, like anyone, anyone can tell me this. I will take advice. And at the risk of sounding like Carrie Bradshaw here, um, if you've been watching in just like that, um, we can talk about that later because I have some thoughts. I don't know how I feel about it, but back to this. I can't help but wonder, I cannot be alone in this. Us brown communities, especially children of immigrants, we have grown up with such involvement from our parents. And then suddenly when you do find yourself on your own, whether it was forced or requested, natural, whatever, it can be hard to make decisions. I mean, anyone can have this, again, like this quandary, but I I really think especially brown kids, like I, I... I noticed the memes and the TikToks, like now as a South Asian community, so many of us are talking about how it's great to break free and become more independent and free in our decision-making and live our lives the way we wanted to and want to. But when we're on the other side, while we have this control, and that's, I mean, hopefully that's what we should be in, um, you also have zero practice actually doing the damn thing of making decisions independently without thinking about what other people think or getting the reinforcement from your parents. It's not as easy, I think, that I that I realized. You know, it's it's like the jokes that we give about not being in, of allowed to date growing up or even talk to the opposite gender. And then suddenly your parents are like, where's your partner? And you're like, bro, when was I supposed to get that practice? When was I even supposed to learn what a relationship is or what a date is? I don't even know how to talk to anyone romantically. So similarly, what if I don't have the practice making decisions outside of the typical path that you know I've been told or um, I've seen? Sometimes I don't know where to go from here. If I'm not alone, would love to hear from you. And... Um, 
I'll keep you posted on how this journey goes, but we have the full year ahead. One thing I do know right now, though, is how much I love our Down to Run crew here. I'm talking about you, or a soldier boy would say, you, ding, ding, ding. No, but seriously, I started this podcast because there was a lot of shit I wanted to process about our identities that I woke up to a little later in my 20s, unfortunately. I thought if other people felt the same, maybe they'd want to be on the show or listen or join us on Instagram, and y'all did. I've never felt more humbled by the stories and comments I've heard or seen, and I just feel very lucky that we can do this together. This is also why I'm always thirstily asking for feedback, because I want the space to feel like something you're a part of. In 2022, we're introducing some changes, because if you ain't growing, you're dying. I know that sounds dramatic, but like you get it, it's the metaphor. Some of the changes that we're going to make are um, we're going to scale back on episodes and do two episodes a month and really invest in those episodes and try to find connections and different kind of items that we can um, bring out about those topics. Um, Correspondence are something that I'm going to be introducing too. So I realized I don't know all the answers as much as I would love to be that all-knowing, wise, weeping willow, Um, and nor should I be talking about every genre of item that touches our intersectional lives. So I actually would love to promote different voices to talk about things that they actually know what they're talking about about. So if you're someone who's also an expert in something and you feel like you have a perspective to share please let me know. DM me and like, I would love to work with you on being able to promote some of the items that you are aware of that you think would benefit the Down to Brown community. An example is that I'm going to have someone contribute recipes, um, someone who will be helping with sustainable fashion trends. Uh, Those are just some samples. I'll also be a bit busier working on a business that connects to things I've mentioned on the podcast before, so I'm super excited, but it's top secret right now. Um, and you'll recognize my co-founder and um, colleague in this, uh, Priya McPherson. She and I did the egg freezing episode. Um, but also, you know, all in all, I'm finding my groove here still. So thank you for being patient as I figure out how to bring down to Brown to the place that, you know, reaches its fullest potential. And you all have been such a tremendous part of it. So I love you guys. 